Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Not applicable to PayPal here transactions. Other fees may apply. Shop safe with PayPal. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The breakfast stampede meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba da ba ba ba. Welcome along. We are nearly there, ladies and gentlemen. Less than two weeks to La Liga football returning for free in the UK and Ireland. A month of football. At the beginning, it's free. So it's it's on via your Sky platform. You can go on La Liga TV. You can go on the La Liga TV. Have a look at their website and everything else for the details of how you watch some football for free uh, to the point where with all this live Premier League football being given away for free in the Bundesliga and everything, I think you'll be sick of it. <laughs> Six weeks from now, oh, no. do I have to watch another one? Yes, watch another one. Um, and so uh, Terry is here. So Terry, it's it's it's, it's good, isn't it? It's you know, uh, I know... We've got to be sensible. The lockdown isn't over, all of that. The, the virus hasn't gone, but it's good to at least release ourselves a bit to watch some football. It, oh, definitely, John. And, and it's the, the way to, to make sure that things are resolved properly, fairly, um, in some of the major leagues in Europe, which are going to continue. And I'm glad to have it back. Bundesliga has shown us the way. I think the football is very similar to what we normally see on a, a regular basis, other than the fact there's no supporters in the stadium. But is literally a case of beggars can't be choosers, and now it's going to be a bonanza of football that's going to take up the uh, well, take us well into July. And I, I'm really pleased to say as well that with La Liga, which is what we this podcast is all about, that there's there's plenty of meaningful action. So you've got therefore the title race, a race for Europe in terms of the Champions League, Europa League, and there's a as a good relegation battle as well. So so much to be concluded, um, and I, I'm you know I'm a little bit obviously really looking forward to it. Yeah, unfortunately for the Bundesliga, uh, Bayern winning that game in midweek, and you think, oh, we, we're all just, you know, everyone just got into the Bundesliga, and then uh, that's pretty much done now. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, but anyway, they've well, well done, Germany. A little round of applause for the Germans because they, you know, they got themselves uh, ready, sorted. Give us all a bit of football when we were desperate for it. Uh, have, we, have we learned anything? Uh, not many home wins. I, 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 I don't think, to be honest, I think the sample si- size is so small. That you can't really draw big kind of conclusions from it. I agree with that. I think that there's been a, a, a increase in players picking up injuries, but I think that's mm. an occupational hazard at the moment. It's not the perfect scenario where clubs and players would like longer to to you know pre- prepare for a, a second. It's almost like a new season, isn't it? But it, it's you know it's not. It's so things have to be slightly rushed. 
Um, the extra substitutions allowed makes perfect sense. Um, clubs with bigger squads are going to have an advantage. I'm fascinated by the, the, I think, as you said, it's a small sample at the moment, but the, we've always wondered why playing at home, why it should be such a difference, why it should be such an advantage. Mm-hmm. And I think we're, we're getting signs now that maybe the importance of the home supporters, we talk about the familiarity yeah. with the surroundings and your you know, your, your routine in terms of playing at home is the same for half the season as opposed to when you play the away games. Your routine can be totally different. Um, but it, it does appear now that the obvious conclusion to make would be the influence of home supporters um, to, to get behind their team and maybe apply pressure on referees. And, and you know, you see some of these teams that are playing at home and it's difficult for them to build any momentum. Whereas when you, when you see... A normal home fixture, you know, a little a spell of pressure, the crowd get right behind the team, and you can sustain that that sort of period of pressure. Whereas with no supporters in the stadium, it, it's home teams are, are not getting that advantage that we've seen in the past. Yeah, it's definitely worth watching out because, as I say, you know, two weeks of Bundes or you know, three rounds of Bundesliga matches doesn't prove anything. But by the by the by August, we'll have all of this football. And we'll, we'll know. We'll have a very good answer, won't we, as to whether playing behind closed doors without any fans on your side of the stadium makes a difference. It could well do. Uh, in terms of preparation, it's, it's again, it's an exceptional circumstance. Never happened before. Fingers crossed will never happen again. So in terms of having the players ready, uh, it's, it's a new challenge for the players and for the, for the coaching and for the sports scientists, the medical staff and all of that. Some teams will be better and we'll be more ready than others, won't they? And we won't know until the game starts. No, exactly. And I think I think Sean Dyche said everybody is going to be in the same position. So it will be fascinating, actually, to, to see, you know, the preparation for the games in, in the Premier League and in La Liga. Because um, clubs are going to do things differently. I mean, they've all got their protocols they have to follow. Um, for severe, that includes barbecues and <laughs> spending time <laughs> with your teammates and family, which you, it, I, I can't believe the players did that. And I can't believe the players then did a picture and put it on social media. I think there was four players, wasn't there, that from Sevilla that got together with their families in a, a appeared to be a Ever Benegas back garden. Um, so it'd be, it'd be interesting. I think they had to miss a few days training with their teammates because of the, the protocol. But the, the protocols are there in place to ensure safety. But it's going to be interesting to see how each team, each club, has you know managed to negotiate their way through a quick mini pre-season for which is going to be an onslaught of games. The clubs with the bigger squads do will have an advantage, particularly in Spain. They've got more games in La Liga to play. The temperature, the climate, uh, it's in the 90s in Sevilla, late in the evening. So, you know, to be playing football in, in the city of Seville and Granada and places like that with, you know, 90 degrees heat, that's going to take its toll when you're playing every three games or so. Um, so it's it's going to be really interesting to see who's, you know, who's done best in terms of preparing themselves for the, the, the tough task that's going to be coming along. My, my betting would be on Hatafe. I, I just imagine that Bordelais has, has worked them really hard. They're not never moaned about anything and they're going to get on with it. And they, they see there's this mini season, um, you know, maybe culminating in them in what would be an incredible achievement if they can finish in a, a top four position. 
I thought you were going to be cruel about them playing in front of um, empty stands anyway, but uh, <laughs> we didn't say that. Otherwise, we'll be inundated, Terry, with, with complaints from angry Hitafe fans. That's not the case anymore but, either, is it? It's, uh, no, it, actually, it's, to be fair, they yeah, make a noise. They're good fans. And it, it's the ones who turn up. much, much better than, the, than it used to be. And, and rightly so. They've got something to get behind. Um, and that's just one of the many fascinating stories we're going to be witnessing over the next few weeks. You see them above Atletico in the table. Incredible achievement. So it's uh, no, there's so much to play for, and so I'm really looking forward to it, of course. Uh, right, we promised, or you promised, uh, to do a team of bargains. So bargains, because you were asked about whether you know the, whether it's a good place to, to scout for uh, still, um, and you basically said yes, and that you, you reckon that you could come up with a good team uh, of players who moved at a bargain last summer. Uh, now you, you've said it to me. So forty-five million euros, Paul Smith in goal. Uh, is, is, <laughs> is, have you got designer notebooks? Is that, is that what? Uh, is that what this is? It was a Christmas present, and I, I didn't notice that Paul Smith is at the top of every page. It was all, every page. From one of my yeah. kids. Yeah. Uh, it's obviously a right. Paul Smith book, and uh, I wrote my. So, wait, in, so, uh, so, so there were loads of Premier League clubs who were trying to sign this guy called Paul Smith from from uh, La Liga on your recommendation. It wouldn't be pronounced Paul Smith, would it? Surely. We'd have to come up with a different pronunciation. Uh, although the guy in goal, uh, you've got in goal, he's got a fairly, he's got a fairly English name, hasn't he? Da- Danny Martin. Uh, so run us through, your, give us a quick run through then, Terry, of this, this squad of bargains to, you know, to prove your point. Well, the, the, the method that I applied was they had to be signed last season, uh, last season, this season, um, last summer, or January, um, from one Spanish club to another. So I couldn't bring in someone like Diego Carlos of Sevilla because he was brought in from another league. So all these players were transferred between clubs in either La Liga or the second division. So I, it, it wasn't easy. And, and the goalkeeping one was the hardest one. So I had to go for a young 21-year-old goalkeeper who I saw play for Spain under-21s, who Raul Betis bought from Sporting Gijón. So he's clearly one of the best young goalkeepers in Spain and Betis bought him for €4 million. Euros. I'm actually surprised that Joel Robles, due to the difficult season Betis are having, I'm surprised that Danny Martin hasn't been given more of an opportunity. He's signed on a long contract, he's much younger than Robles and he is going to be the future goalkeeper of Real Betis. It just depends on when Ruby is, is going to make him the number one choice. It does appear now that it's going to be possibly next season. So the one-year experience and backup planning cup matches um, will allow him uh, in the future, definitely, to, to be number one for Betis. So he was at €4 million. Euros, and then looking across the back, I went for Roberto Rosales, who still, surprisingly, is only 31. And the Espanyol on loan last season, he returned back to Malaga in the second division. And he's uh, been, been signed now for... for I think he came in at um, 1 million euros. So I think it, it's a, a decent signing, you know, to make. So he's at right back. And then I've gone for Eric Cabaco. This is a strange one, the two centre-backs, because I've gone for Cabaco, um, who's now at Hatafe, and Leandro Cabrera for 10 million euros. I believe he's my most expensive player. Um, he left Hatafe in January to go to bottom of the table, Espanyol. And with the money that Hatafe got, they spent seven million on Cabaco 
to Bayern from Levante. So straight replacement. So they're the two central defenders. And it's Cabrera um, of Espanyol for 10 million. Cabaco, 7 million, who's at Hatafe. Then I went for Alex Moreno, who's at Real Betis. He was signed last, seat, last summer for 6 million euros from relegated Rio Vallecano. And I think he's a, an outstanding player. So I think that was a, a snip. I, I did. I was aware of his situation. Um, I was aware that he was going to be sold by Real. And he was one of those I really did think that, you know, an English a Premier League club should really have looked at um, for that price. I think he's a really good good left back. So at 6 million euros, 26 years of age. You got the Brazales on uh, the right back position. He's obviously older, but only one million. So I'm happy with my my fullbacks in midfield. I've come for a three man midfield. Um, my my back four cost me 28 million euros along with a goalkeeper, which was quite expensive. My midfield three have cost four million euros between them. So I've gone for three million euros. Um, Edu Exposito. Who I have to be honest, I didn't know much about. Um, he plays for Abar. He was signed from Deportivo for three million euros, and I, I think he's come into Abar and, and been pretty much a regular. And I think he, he looked to be a really good sign. He's only 23 years of age, and possibly another one to keep an eye on in the future. Nemanja Radoja, who was a free transfer from Celta Vigo to Levante, well, I would imagine clubs were put off by the fact that he de- he never played for Celta the season before because. Yeah. He was refused to sign a contract. It all got a bit childish, a little bit immature, and the club decided not to play him. Um, obviously, orders from above because they went through, I think, three managers last season, and none of them were prepared to make a stand and put him back into the team when he was clearly good enough to play for Celta. Levante picked him up on a free. He's played lots of games, and I think you know he's a a, a really good signing for Levante. Classic Levante signing, really. And uh, he's only twenty. 20- um, it possibly, um, it, it wouldn't have put me off because of I knew the background. I'd seen him play enough in the past. Um, but if you if you hadn't seen him play much in the past and you didn't see him play at all last season, then it would put you off. But he's only 27. You know, it might be different if he was 30, 31, a year off. Um, that would put me off. But at 27, I, I always thought he was going to be a, a good signing for someone. And my third midfield player to... to where I've splashed the four million is at one million euros, um, Yen Ateki of Granada. And he was at Almeria on loan from Sevilla. Um, and Sevilla had a buyback clause of 500,000 euros. So they bought him back and sold him for, I put down one million euros, it was actually 900,000 euros. Sevilla sold him to Granada. I wouldn't be surprised, there's another buyback clause. Um, which because he he's, he clearly is better than a player that, that should only cost nine hundred thousand euros, and again he's only twenty one, mm-hmm. so I think he's made a, a, a real good impression in La Liga for a twenty one year old. Um, so that's my four million euro midfield three. Um, up front, I have gone down the right side. I've gone for Paul two for nine million euros from Girona to Granada uh, to Real Sociedad. I think everybody must agree he's having a fantastic season for Real Sociedad. Nine million euros for Porto was an, an absolute snip. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous money. I know he's he's 28 as well, so plenty of years left in him. I've gone for Chimi Avila, three million euros. 
um, from Huesca last season, where he was scoring goals for fun. Um, Osasuna bought him from San Lorenzo. That was the club that owned him um, for three million euros. And yeah. he's got 25 million euro buyout clause. He looks, he's got a chance of being fit for the final games of the season. So 25 million now is a snip for Jimmy Avila, as long as he's completely over his injury. Um, so three million was ridiculous. And then my last player is going to be Moy Gomez, who I've never understood his career. I never understood why VRL let him go in the first place. He was the classic VRL player. Um, and they got him back from Sporting Hegon for the, the sum of one million euros which is absolutely ridiculous. And he's been a regular this season. He's been, you know, outstanding. He's been fantastic for VRL this season. Two-footed footballer. And I just, I can't believe that along the way, you know, a, a Premier League club didn't pick him up for the money that Sporting initially paid. And then again, for the money that VRL have paid to get him back. Still only 25 years of age. Um, so that's my, my, my team. So I spent... 28 million on the back four on goalkeeper, 4 million on the midfield, and 13 million on my free strikers um, coming to a total so, of 45 million. It's a bargain. Uh, so, out of this lot, uh, who would, who could you buy this summer? Yanateki strikes me, you know, in that they only paid a million. Clubs are quite willing to, to take a profit on a player quite often, aren't they, if, they, if they've got him quite cheap? Yeah, and that's the, the problem with, with any of the transfers from La Liga to you know Premier League club. You have to pay the right amount of money. It's all well and good, me saying Yanateki could be good. If someone comes in and pays a buyer clause of 25 million euros, then I would say, no, 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 no. You know, it has to be the, the right price. And, and, you know, to get the bargains, you have to look around. I think Leandro Cabrera could be a, a, a decent signing for the Premier League if Espanyol get relegated. Um, it's going to be tough for Espanyol to hang on to him um, if they, you know, Raul de Thomas in particular, the two players, big money signings they made in January. Um, so I think, you know, I think most of these, I mean, Chimmy Avila, we know the bike clause, Paul 2 would be difficult to get. Raul Sociedad are not a team that have to sell players to raise money for finances. Moy Gomez, I imagine if these, if Raul signed him for 1 million euros, I imagine his buyer clause wouldn't be particularly high, so he would be another one. Um, Edu Exposito from Abel, I imagine his buyer clause isn't a, a great deal. Um, I would imagine, I guess, his buyer clause is probably something like 10 million euros. Um, so there, there might be a, a, a deal there that you know you could offer eight, and Abel might be interested. So I think that it's all about you know getting these players for the right price. That, that's the most important thing. It's no good me saying to you, Nemanja Radoya, fantastic, go out and sign him, and he costs thirty-five million. Um, if you pay, yeah. if you pay yeah. the right price, then you know there are. And, and the point we're trying to make is that it, it's a little bit more difficult than it used to be, but there are still more than enough players, you know, for for clubs in the Premier League to to be keeping an eye on. You got to know your clubs. You got to know those that you know players that don't have high buy clubs that don't have ridiculous buy clauses. You you need to know what clubs that have to sell. You have to keep an eye on the league to to see which teams might get relegated, um, because you know that often comes with you know relegated clubs having to reduce wages and you know change their budgets, and that's the the place where you could start picking up um, one or two bargains. I have got a subs bench as well. 
but they're, oh, yeah. all, they're, they're, they're all loans. Which are the players you could have picked up this season? So I've gone for Carlos Fernandez at Granada. He's on loan yeah. from Sevilla. I think Alex Vidal was having a decent season at Alaves. He's on loan from Sevilla. Oscar Rodriguez, who's on loan at Real yeah, yeah. Madrid. Yeah, what a play, I think really good, really good player. He's on loan from Real Madrid. Carlos Alenia could have been picked up on loan from Betis. He's on loan uh, from Barca. He's on loan at Betis. Borja Mayoral, I still think has got a good future. Um, he's at Levante on loan from Real Madrid. I, I didn't even realise this. Rafinha is on loan at Celta from Barcelona. So right. I don't know what's yeah. going to happen there in the future with him. Um, Kevin, yeah. Kevin Rodriguez, I think, is a decent left-sided defender, left-sided midfield player. He's on loan at Leganes from Real Sociedad. And you could have had Takei Kubo. Uh, who's at Mallorca? Mm. He's on loan from Real Madrid, so they're, they're they're options as well because you know clubs like Real Madrid would be more than keen uh, to loan players, young players, to Premier League clubs that might get you know a regular opportunity. The problem was Jesus Vallejo came to Wolves and didn't play, um, so yeah. it's, it's about yeah. getting yeah. the level. They feel more confident Real Madrid and Barcelona that their young players will go to other clubs in La Liga and will play and be important players on a regular basis. So, but any of those I think could, could do a job in the, in the, in the, in the Premier League. Right. We also promised that we would have a look at the best of a European player. So we'll do that after a quick break. Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change, like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mmm. I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to El Tal and John's La Liga Weekly. We, we've been looking at some old teams. If you want to have a check out the, the South Americans, we did two special podcasts on that. And um, we thought we'd have a look at the Europeans, but we sort of challenged to, to do so. So the Europeans, who aren't Spanish, so you can't obviously have all the great Spanish players. But however, some very, very talented European players have gone into play in La Liga over the years. Um, so thank you to everybody who has chucked names at us. Thank you to everybody. So I've, I've collated those into a bit of a, a, read, a, a listener's poll. So I'll, I'll tell you that team. Put it somewhere. Um, and um, then, but also I'll chuck in a few. Uh, that people have, have come up with, such as Pierce says, to Stegen in goal, Zambrotta Varan Turam Abidal as his back line, uh, Zidane Figo Beckenbale, Henri Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, then, right, Mark, so let's give them a tick off. Mark O'Brien says, uh, Oblak in goal, Turam Canavaro Varan Carboni, 
Rakitic, Beckham, Zidane, Mostovoy, Nihat, Kovacevic. So he's uh, actually, no, he's, he's changed his mind. He's put uh, Cosmin Contra in for Turam. Um, but you can, you can tell Mark is a vintage La Liga watcher with uh, the, the, those last three names there Mostovoy, Nihat, Kovacevic. And uh, let's give you, I've got loads more, but uh, Lucas uh, Ilgner in goal, the German, uh, Anglomar, Varane, Kuman, Abidal, Modric, Makaleli, CR7, Pushkas, Benzema, Zidane. So we'll, we'll, we'll chuck in. Actually, let's let's do one more. Kelvin, uh, all black again. Zambrotta, Cannavaro, Varane, Abidal, Modric, Makaleli, Zidane, Cruyff, Cristiano, Pushkas. So I've got a few more that I'll share with you. There's lots of good names knocking around here, Terry. I've got a long list. I struggled at right back, but uh, uh, both fullbacks. I've ended up with my team going with um, I went Abidal and Anglomar. Um, I considered Carboni. I considered Zambrotta. Uh, how did how did you get on? I've gone with Zambrotta at right back and Abidal left back. I must say I, I went through each country um, and did my research, and I, I probably spent about two hours. <laughs> And then it took me 10 minutes to pick, pick me 11 because, I, as far as I'm concerned, there's probably seven or eight players in it that have to be in it. <laughs> you can't leave them out. So I wrote down all these names going back to people, you know, like Robert Prozanecki and, you know, players like yeah. that, the English players, Lineker Beckham, McManaman, Kieran Trippier, if he continues in the same vein of form we've seen so far, he won't be a million miles away from, from being our right back. Um, it, the list was endless. The great Dutch players, like the De Boers, Koku, Cruyff, Kliver, Koeman, Johan Nieskins played with Cruyff at Barcelona, Van Nistelrooy, Johnny Rett. I wrote down all these names and, and Paolo Futre and people like that, Pepe at Real Madrid and from, from Portugal, Thiago at Atletico Madrid. But when I came to pick the 11, it was, it was quite easy. My problem area was the right back. There wasn't a, 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 there wasn't the the numbers in terms of international yeah. right backs that could have played in this team. So I don't think you know, I think the three you know we've, we've mentioned Carboni, Zambrotta, and Anglomar. They're they're possibly you know the the, the the options that were available. I even got Paul Breitner and Gunter Netzer and Schuster and unbelievable players. You know, Christian Vieri had an unbelievable season. Atletico Madrid. Cannavaro won the Ballon d'Or. Um, when he was playing for Real Madrid, when, when they, Italy won the World Cup, and it's you know players that you just think, yeah, unbelievable. But as I said, when it comes to writing down the eleven, defence was my my issue. I picked my back four based on the rest of the team because I want, I've got three athletes and a player that can play holding midfield, and I've got a goalkeeper that can come out of the, his penalty area and play centre back. So it's a, it's a, a weird looking team, but I've gone with Stegen in goal. Sam Brotter at right back, Varane, uh, Ronald Koeman, and Eric Abidal. So I've got enough pace there to, to deal with the fact that we've got very little defence in front of them. <laughs> yes. Go on then. Go on. This is what everyone does. They, they come up with these magical football teams, but go on. And then I've got midfield three of Figo, Cruyff, and Zidane. Yeah. Laudrup, which I didn't mention, I didn't see too many people mention Laudrup. No. No. Um, Laudrup and French Puskas playing behind Cristiano Ronaldo. So in my team, that that the, the three midfielders, Laudrup and Puskas and Ronaldo, they're, they're just nailed on. No matter where you look at all these other 
incredible footballers. It was, I can't, I just, it was easy. I'm picking like six of the best players to have play, ever played football. Um, it was easy. I couldn't leave any of those out. I mean, Figo was, was brilliant at Barcelona and Real Madrid. Cruyff, he's got to be in everyone's team. Zidane, I'd be, you know, amazed if he's not in too many. He's an incredible footballer. Laudrup, one of my favourite all-time players. Puskas, uh, three European Cups, five titles, four Pachichis. He has to be in it. And then Ronaldo, the, you know, unbelievable period that he had at Real Madrid. And, and all these other players that I've mentioned, um, as good as they are, and there's some true greats in there, they're, they're, for me, they were just, those ones were obvious picks. Um, Defence was the hardest to, to line up. As I said, I've come through a, a team that I don't think are going to give the ball away, so I didn't have McAuley. Um And I've gone for an athletic back four in Varane, Abidal, and Zambrotta, who are going to deal with anything that comes the opposite direction. And then Kuman for his distribution. Kuman can step into midfield as well when they're in possession of the ball. And I've even gone for Tostegan, who can play outfield. And if I'm going to play out the back and want possession, he was the reason I chose it was the reason I chose him in goal was because of his his, his skills with the ball at his feet. As opposed to Oblak, very uh, Pep Guardiola. Yeah, Courtois, Oblak, and Tostegan, the three of them. But Ilna was yeah. my other one. But I think we're, we're, we're quite fortunate, aren't we? I mean, look at European goalkeepers playing in the Liga at the moment. Those three are, uh, you know, a, a, the three that, that spring to mind throughout the whole of La Liga, not just now. Yeah. Um, three fantastic yeah. goalkeepers. So, so I'll give you my. Uh, actually, let's chuck in a few other suggestions. So Shane says, is to, if Thomas Thomas Graverson isn't on the list, I'm not listening anymore. <laughs> it was him and Julia Faubert that were on my bench. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eso uh, wants uh, Odegaard to get a mention. Uh, Pete, uh, the South Americans will smash this lot. Um, we, well, we'll have to have a look and compare that. Uh, uh, Bigerts, I think it says, is, uh, I feel I need to say, is Lassan Ibrahimovic as a Swede with no interest in football? Um, it's, it's Zlatan, it raises the question because you mentioned Cannavaro uh, and the reason I didn't go for Turam or Zambrotta is that I just think they're best it's up to you how you interpret the rule there are no rules, do what you like but um, th- their best days weren't in La Liga all of their best days were playing in Italy um, all World Cup winners Turam uh, and uh, Zambrotta and Cannavaro but um, you know, um, Cannavaro won that Ballon d'Or for the World Cup he didn't win it for what he did at Real Madrid in the, the half season of that uh, he got before he got the uh, award. Uh, I've got uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to show Magnus. I don't know how to pronounce your first name, um, but anyway, sorry. Uh, John Aldridge, Kevin Moran, Ian Hart, Steve Finney. You see a you see a theme uh, going on there. We're, we might do. <laughs> yes, we should do a, 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 a could do a British and Irish team at some point as well because that that would be. Um, that wouldn't beat the South Americans. <laughs> I think that's fair, fair to say. Uh, and uh, people saying Pushkas. So Pushkas, we should give Pushkas a mention, shouldn't we? Because he he's so much older than the rest. That's because Zidane, uh, Zidane and Cristiano Ronaldo won the most votes because people have seen them play and they know them, they're fresh in their minds and all of that. So you're going a lot further back. That's why Laudrup didn't get so many votes, isn't it? Because people don't remember him. Um, obviously, Pushkas was before TV, so you can't watch a lot of Pushkas, but you can watch him play for Hungary. And the, it was one of the sort of football-defining games when they played England back-to-back, uh, 53 and 54. And England thought they were the best in the world, playing this very 
is a very stultified system where everyone's in their position. You know, the right winger saves because Stanley Matthews plays on the right wing, never moves off the right wing. And then they suddenly played Hungary, who looked like a modern football team running all over the pitch and absolutely slaughter England. Uh, and Pushkas was the key player in that. And an extraordinary life because they basically went on the run when the Hungarian uprising happened and the Russian, you know, the, the Soviet tanks moved in and all of that. So they went on the run and Pushkas uh, ended up at 30, signed for Real Madrid and played for Real Madrid through this sort of great period. And, you know, sort of uh, overweight, uh, in, in inverted commas, a, a major in the army. But in reality, they were professional footballers. And he, and he suddenly came to Spain, became a Spanish international um, I mean, extraordinary life, extraordinary story, and a sort of revolutionary footballer, which is why I think he deserves to, to get a mention in these things. I mean, obviously, you look at him, and he's he's got a fat belly, you know. So compared to you know, compared to Angolo Kante, he's obviously you know he wouldn't you can't do a direct comparison with modern footballers, but uh, you know he's. he's uh, historic greats. So he's in my team as well. So give you mine. Uh, I've got all black and gold because I take your point about Tostegan. Uh, but I've got, I've see, I've done what uh, people don't do and I picked a sensible team. Uh, Shaq uh, commented on mine. Uh, he says put Zidane in the midfield and then bring Lewis Figo on, on the wing. But what what Shaq misses is that I I am so uptight that I actually have to pick a balanced <laughs> team whenever I do one of these fantasy teams. I, I actually I can't. I can't just pick 10 number 10s, which are what everybody else does. So I've got a black and gold. I've got Anglomar. <laughs> Anglomar right back. You're not here to enjoy yourself, Terry. Um, Anglomar right back. Abidal at left back. Varane for the pace. Kuman for the ability, leadership, ability on the ball. But then I've gone. I've gone Makaleli and Modric. I've got an actual proper midfield in there. Uh, and then that gives the platform to Cruyff, Pushkas and Zidane and Cristiano. Uh, up front, so I, I have lost Michael Lauder, which I know is tough, and I've lost Figo, uh, which I, I know is but management's about tough decisions, Terry. So, you know, I hope, you, the, can the, with, I, I hope you can live with yourself, John. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to sit, sit down and have a word with the boys. We've got a bench, come off the bench if it's, if it's not working, but you know, I just I, I want a bit of ball retention, I want like, a bit, you know, I, I want to be in charge. You're the Jose Bordeles of fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> but going, going back to Puskas, I mean, he was the inventor of the back heel, was the drag back. And that was the first yeah. time. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. before, I was, before I was born. My dad used to speak from the, I had various coaches. One of my youth team coaches at, at Spurs, a player called Ron Henry, who played for Spurs regularly when they were the first team to do the double. If someone was being a little bit flash, trying to drag back or a back heel, the two players he used to call us, and he was being derogatory, he didn't want us to be flash. <laughs> um, the two players, he said, who do you think you are? And one was Puskas, and the other one was Hidaguti, who scored a hat-trick yes. in that 6-3 six, six, win for Hungary against England. Yeah, the first nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hidaguti scored a hat-trick. Puskas got two. And if you were ever being too elaborate, the phrase was, who do you think you are, bloody Puskas or Hidaguti? And, and I was yeah. thinking, who, who the hell are these players? I need to, to find out more about Puskas and Hidaguti. And, and over the years, it was an iconic game of football. Puskas is, is an iconic footballer. Um, he, he, you're right. He, he, his, his time at Real Madrid was incredible, um, sensational player. Not the perfect athlete by any means, but uh, you know it, it's. Uh, but it was it was fun to do this. I mean, it, it, as I said to you, uh, it was it was difficult. I was interesting. I spent a couple of hours. It was interesting 
coming up with names that you'd, you'd forgotten about, you know, and some were big names that weren't particularly successful in Spain, didn't spend particularly long there, some played for some weird clubs, um, but the, the names just kept coming one after the other. Georgie Hadji is another one. You know, someone's mentioned Carpin, it, it's it, Davos Suka. Um, there's, there's just so many. I mean, even the likes of Griezmann, as good as he's been, doesn't get anywhere near this. Yeah. So I'm writing down all these names. And when it comes to the, yeah. the final 11, there's Seedorf, some classic uh, Alan Simonson. Yeah, all, all of these guys. You know, some, uh, obviously Tony Kroos, brilliant player. Gareth Bale gets a mention here or there, doesn't he? Uh, Raymond Copper, if you're going to go back to that early Real Madrid team as well. Benzema, I think. I don't think Benzema got any votes. Um so let me give you another few. So uh, Jackie goes with Oblak, Carboni, Anglomar, Dukic, first mentioned, Kuman, uh, Makaleli, Laudrup, Cruyff, Figo, Ronaldo, Pushkas, Charlie is Charlie Barca. There's the clue. Hesp, Reitziger, Turam, Kuman, Van Bronckhorst, Stoichkov, Cruyff, Hadji, Sibor, Kubala, Coxis. So an entire Barcelona uh, 11. Uh, George goes Oblak, Anglomar, Kuman, Varane, Abidal, Modric, Makaleli, Zidane, Luis Figo, Pushkas, Cristiano Ronaldo. That's not, that's quite similar. It's almost the same as mine, isn't it? So very well, 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 well played, George. Um, we, you can be, we'll, we'll work together. Um, and now Gareth, who is, is my mate, he sort of misses the point tight, tiny bit because he's got Alves, Marcelo, Messi, Ronaldo, Figo, <laughs> Eto, and Suarez. <laughs> All good players. But there are reasons they're not in our European <laughs> eleven. Yes. Uh, so, uh, the Germans, some of their, the German players that, and I, I didn't realise I haven't got a single German player in mind. But you mentioned Tony Crowe, Someone mentioned I couldn't turn Netzer, Bernd Schuster, Brightner, yeah, Stelica, yeah. Rainer, Rainer Bonhoff. People of a certain age will remember him. What a fantastic player he was! But. It's it just it, it was good fun looking at all of them, breaking them up into different nationalities, and uh, you know, there's been some outstanding players and so the, the big names. Um, and it was interesting. I don't know if you watch me the podcast with Alan Shearer and Ian Wright and Gary Lineker do, which is on Match of the Day, and they were doing yes. a, a list of Ballon d'Or winners, and they made the point: why do none of the 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 ultimate what we could call Galacticos, they don't come to it, the Premier League still. And I, I have no. no idea why no. that is. The money's there. The the, the, the standard of, of the league is there. The atmosphere in the grounds is there. But when you, you, you look at this massive list of, of players, um, my team, your team, apart from Ronaldo, who pretty much started his career at United from, as a young player, um, the rest of them, they, they don't tend to come to the Premier League. So, Hopefully, in, in, in you know the future, there'll be more of the classic superstars. Um, but don't get me wrong; in the Premier League, there's been some unbelievable international players, but the Premier League doesn't seem to attract the the ultimate superstars. Um, we should. Uh, we'll, we'll challenge ourselves. We can do. Would you, do you want to do British and Irish, or want to do African? Another time. The British and Irish. I could do both. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah can do both. From, no, definitely. Which, British which, and which Irish. Which one next, sir? African. African, right. Okay. I, I, That's because you. I don't think. Good. I don't think the British and Irish would take that long. No, and you're, you don't want to drop Jerry Armstrong, do you? That's, that's, your, <laughs> that's your reservation, isn't it? 
Yeah, I, I, look, I mean, the list of Scottish players when I was going through is two. <laughs> and Steve That's Archibald is, is one of those. So I think yeah. Archie, and that's Dan Megan is another one um, from Alan Scotland. Hutton. Yeah, Alan Hutton played for Mallorca. Oh, yes, uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, there's not many British and Irish, so that, that's not, we're not been looking. I've probably got 80 names written down from Europe. Um, yeah. And I probably <laughs> have got Lineker, Beckham, McManaman, Trippier. Um, that possibly had a chance of being in my 11 until I started writing the 11. Right, yeah, 11 but down. even with well, 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 this is another another discussion, but you've still got a choice with that British and Irish one. Do you go because you've got Lineker, uh, you've got Owen, and you've got Aldridge, who actually was actually really good. Um, so you, you can't have them all. Well, you, you can have them all in because you can, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I can't have them all in. Lineker can play holding midfield. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna have Vinny Samways and Jamie Pollock in my team because I need a shape, so yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, let me just give you the the uh, the, the votes are uh, Oblak uh, in goal. Uh, this is so I've compiled them all. Basically, that's it. It's not a million miles away from my team. This uh, Zambrotta, Varan, Kuman, Abidal. Uh, we've got Makalili. He does make it in, and then after that, we do have a, a, a bit of a front five going on with Pushkas, Cruyff, Zidane, Figo, and Cristiano Ronaldo. So, uh, is this team? Is it going to beat the South American team? Uh, do you know what? It'd be really good. I, I, I'd pay good money to watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, we're talking about a game of football with 22 of the best players in the world starting it that have ever played the game. So I, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have any idea who would be favourite to win that match. Honestly, yeah, I mean, it's a joy to watch. And how could you ever put either of these teams as underdogs? Um, so, no, I, I don't think it would be a, a conclusive to, you know, who would be the the obvious you know, winners. Um, no, no, I think there's too many good players on both teams to declare one of them a favourite. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Right. Well, it's been good talking to you, Terry. We will, we'll have another chat, shall we, before the uh, the football starts up again, and we'll we'll work on our African team. So you're all time. Get in touch as well. Thank you to everybody who got in, who got in touch and gave us your votes and gave us your teams and everything. And uh, yeah, so send us an African eleven. So they must have. Oh, the only rule must have played in La Liga must be from Africa. Fairly straightforward, isn't it? So it doesn't involve Messi, <laughs> just in case you're wondering. You can't have Cristiano Ronaldo. And uh, we will be back for another podcast soon. Bye-bye. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope, it's Geico. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, give it thou the berries. For fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more.
No, it's from Geico, because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.